But one of my favorite books says in Romans 12, 1 and 2, that we have to be transformed by renewing of the mind. We have to get a new thought. And so what I understand is this. This is a quote by one of my good friends. He said, until the pain of change outweighs the pain of remaining the same, only then will one change. And so many people are in their comfort zone. But where you want to get is into your money zone. And how many know your comfort zone ain't that comfortable? So will you allow me to stretch you just for a moment? So let's go. Now, having said that, business. Everybody say business. Business. Now, I'm going to be just going to be like school. We're about to do one-on-one business. And I'm just going to really explain some concepts you know, but I want to just really give you some definitions. And I want to really give you an aha moment. See, sometimes it's hard to see the picture when you're the one standing in the frame. So what I want to do is pull you out the frame and so you just understand it's simply business. And so business, the purpose of business is to create a customer who creates a customer. Does that make sense? Meaning any business you see open, if they don't have customers, then they don't have sales. So they create customers who have great experiences to create what? More what? More what? So having said that, let's define. Now, entrepreneur, which again, we're talking about entrepreneurs, the owner or manager of a business enterprise. And so when I say entrepreneur, that's somebody who stepped out and started the business. So we want to teach each of you how to exercise your entrepreneur right. Each of you in here are entrepreneurs because you stepped out and you're the owner of the business. Does that make sense? But business defined is the purchase and sell of goods in an attempt to make a what? The purpose of business is to make a what? A profit. So it's not a social club. If the purpose of business is to make a what? A profit. Now, I want you to understand that this is another definition I looked up I thought was really good. A person, partnership, or corporation engaged in commerce that manufacture service or proper profit-seeking enterprise or concern. But providing quality goods or service in exchange for a form of currency. Guys, you can have a business, you can bake cakes, you can do whatever it is, but the purpose of business is to make a profit. So you have a service, you have a skill, you perform that service, in exchange for that service or goods, somebody pays you. And your, what you make over what you cost is called a profit. And the purpose of business is to make a what? Profit. Awesome. Now, having said that, entrepreneurship. I want you to understand, Michael Jordan said, I can accept failure, everyone fails at something, but I can't accept not trying. See, a lot of people, you got to understand, you are an entrepreneur, but you've been trained as an employee. And so what we have to do is help you understand that there's a different mindset between the way employees think and the way the entrepreneurs think. Have you ever heard employees say, that's not my job? I don't get paid for that. But see, an entrepreneur understands, first you got to do more than you're paid for, so that later you can get paid for more than what you do. An employee says, it's 5 o'clock, it's time for me to go. An entrepreneur don't work from 9 to 5, they work till the job gets done. Do you understand the difference? And so what you got to understand is this. The legitimate purpose of business is to provide a product or service that people need and do so well that it's profitable. Doesn't that make sense? Now, having said that, the measuring tool of business is a what? The measuring tool of business is a what? Now, notice I'm driving this home to make a point. Because I'm, because you're going to get an aha moment in a second, but I need to make it very simple and plain. We're going to keep it on a third-level basis so that when you walk out of here, you understand that you are in business and the to measure tool of business is to make a what? To make a profit. Now, one more definition. Without your purpose bigger than yourself, you might only be serving yourself. 
And that's the challenge with a lot of people. And I've heard several of the leaders talk about her. I mean, you talk about it, her JP. Talk. Most people, the challenge is you only focused on you. If you change the focus on you and who you can serve, you'll understand it's much bigger than you. Does that make sense? So this is something I learned in ministry. One of, one of my uh, mentors, he said, find the need and meet it. Find a hurt and heal it. Find a problem and solve it. Amen. How many of you know that's what business is? People have needs, and if you can meet the need, how many of you know that you're going to be successful in business? Amen. People are hurting, but if you can help heal the hurt, you're going to, they want what you have. People have problems. If you can show them that you can solve their problem, then they're open to what you have to share. Does that make sense? Amen. So having said that, let's go to the next definition. Marketing. Now, we talked about business. Business is an exchange of service to make a profit. Everybody follow that. Now, marketing is a method in which business is uh, uh, promoted. Marketing is the ability to promote your product or service, making your future customers, clients, aware that your product exists. And an effective get your product into the hands of the consumer. So, let's say that this is the best gadget in the world. If nobody knows that this gadget exists, can they purchase it? If they can't purchase it, are there any sales made? If there are any sales made, are we in business? So, if they don't know about it, they can't purchase it. So marketing is essential if you're going to be successful in business. Would you agree? Amen. So the heartbeat of business, success lies in what? The heartbeat of your business lies in what? Marketing. Now, having said that, there are different forms of marketing. When you look at marketing, guys, if you put, if you share through radio, that's a form of marketing or advertisement. Marketing, advertisement is a form of marketing. Do you understand that? So having said that, television, you could put a television spot or you could do a commercial and you would be marketing or making people aware of your, your business or product through television. You have mass marketing, you have viral marketing, you have email marketing. But the key word that you keep seeing on all these are what? Marketing. marketing. And so what a lot of people think, when you understand if nobody knows about it, they can't purchase it. Now, let's bring it home. What's the most powerful form of marketing? Word of mouth. What's the most powerful form of marketing? Word of mouth. A friend telling a friend, right? See, word of mouth marketing is using a happy customer to promote your business and to provide customers with such an unbelievable and amazing experience that they can't help but share the experience. See, when somebody has a good experience, how many know they go tell somebody? Mm -hmm. If you go to a restaurant, the food's really good, you go and tell people anyway. That's why we tell people all the time, you're doing it what? And so what we understand that the most powerful form of marketing is word of mouth. Now, having said that, I want to use a case study. I want to pull you out. We talked about what marketing is. You understand marketing, right? Yes. So I want to use a quick case study. Anybody have heard of this company based out of Atlanta, Georgia? You ever heard of that company, Coca-Cola? Let me see. Have a Coke and a what? Smile. Makes you feel what? All right. So, Coca-Cola. Marketing is the most important aspect of Coke's business. Because when you go out, even in this hotel, you'll find a what? Coke machine. Coke it's actually machine. a vending machine, but they do such a good job of marketing. We call it a what? Coke but guys, machine. Coke understands that the more stores, restaurants, fountain machines that offer Coca-Cola, the greater chance when they're thirsty, somebody's going to purchase a what? So what happens is this. Coca-Cola offers more than 3,500 brands in over 200 countries. Did you know they serve over 1.7 billion servings every day? Coca-Cola. But I told you I'm going to take you out the picture to bring you back in. Y'all ready? 
Y'all ready to take a journey with me? So having said that, here's what I want to let you know. In 1886, Coca-Cola was actually invented by John Pemberton. He was a pharmacist in Atlanta, Georgia. Now, he found it in 1886, but in 1889, Asa Griggs Candler incorporated Coca-Cola. So Asa didn't create Coca-Cola. Asa incorporated Coca-Cola. Does that make sense? Now, having said that, if you were opening up, let's go back in history. Let's say, for instance, this was uh, Asa uh, Griggs. He said, look, I want to start, I want to have the largest distribution of beverages in the world. How many would be interested in knowing what you know today? Well, knowing that, where would you put machines at? And here's what they said. You established a relationship, we'll fulfill, we'll do the fulfillment. We'll fill with the products and service. All you got to focus on is putting them in outlets. Do y'all follow me? Would anybody be interested in that, knowing what you know today? So there is the different places we would put them, hospitals, businesses, concerts, playgrounds. Guys, wherever there are people, you want to have an outlet. Your job is to establish the outlet Coke is going to fill the product. But what if they said every outlet you put out there, I'm going to give you $1,000. Who would be interested? How many outlets would you put out there? A lot. So understand this. Somebody may go out there and make a lot of sales. And you make a lot of money, but then he comes back and he says, listen, guys, I want to cover the world. I'm going to pay $1,000. But what if you now begin to go share the same opportunity with other people? I'm going to pay the same $1,000, what if you paid them $500? See, let me just go on real quick. How many of y'all know many hands make a heavy low light? So now we're going to talk about leverage real quick. What you got to understand, anybody ever heard of J. Paul Getty? One of, the first, one of the first documented billionaires, he actually found a Getty oil. Just for the sake of time, let's read this together. The number one guideline to success is you must be in business for yourself. Stop. What's the number one guideline to success? You got to be in business with yourself. What's the number one guideline to success? You got to be in business for yourself. So according to J. Paul Getty, the number one guideline to success is you got to do what? You got to be in business for yourself. Great. Right. He says when you work for someone else, you sell your time at wholesale to your employer, who then resells it at retail to the customer. So he said if you're going to be successful, you got to be in business for yourself. But he goes on to say, and this is what we're known, we, we quote him for saying, I'd rather have 1% the effort of 100 men than 100% effort of my own. Do you understand that? Guys, we got over 100 chairs in here. Which would be easier for me to take and stack every chair up myself or to ask everybody before you leave, would you take and stack a chair against the wall? It's called leverage. And he said I would rather have 1% of the effort. And so going back to the example, what you got to understand is leverage, you can't get wealthy with your own hands. See, what most people think is they're in sales. You can be good at sales, but you can't get wealthy. Build a sales team and replicate your efforts. The key is, if I want to have distribution across the world, I'm going to challenge you to go open up outlets. Everybody say outlets. Outlets. See, you got to understand business, guys. Business understands if you have one store, you can make sales out of that store, but you're limited to your geographic location. But if you want to reach people across the world, you have to establish outlets in different markets. Does that make sense? So, having said that, uh, T. Harv Egger said, if you're not using leverage, you're working too hard and earning too little. Now, most yeah. of us are used to being leveraged. But how many of you know if you're going to be successful, you have to learn how to leverage? Are you following me? Now, let's quickly move on. So, you open up the outlets, we'll fill it with the product. Did y'all even know that all those different brands are owned by Coca-Cola? 
See, you thought that I don't drink Coke. Yes, you do. See, see, they open up the outlets. They'll they'll fix the problem, the uh, the product, right? So let's quickly move, guys. Here's what I want you to stand. There's different modes of business. I'm gonna go through these real quick, guys. You can open up a storefront. These are how these are different methods of business. You can open up a storefront and you have overhead. You can actually get internet marketing, which that means that you have a website where people you drive traffic to the internet to come to your store. You have direct mail. Have you ever seen where they send out all these flyers and mailers? That's a form of business. You also have telemarketing. That's where you hire somebody to make phone calls to call. But then you have the most powerful form of marketing, which is what? Network, network marketing. marketing. And guys, network marketing is simply a marketing to your network. What I want you to understand, all companies, whether traditional or network marketing companies, have one main characteristic, and that's to get a customer. Do you understand that? Mm-hmm. That's the purpose of all businesses, to get a customer. Because if customer. you get a customer, you got to sell. Are you all following me? Mm-hmm. If there are no sales, there are no what? If there's no sales, there's no profits. And the measuring tool of business is to make a what? A profit. So, having said that, take what network marketing versus traditional companies, network marketing companies take the money they would spend in advertisement and they pay independent distributors for their word of mouth marketing. Do you understand that? And so traditional companies, they'll spend a lot of money in advertisement to pay and endorse celebrities who may not even use the product. That's the difference. So we're looking for a customer. This is just a quick illustration. The goal is to get a customer. Traditional companies like in travel, you've heard of Expedia, Orbis, Travelocity, they'll use billboards, advertisement to draw a customer to make a profit. Planet Marketing, we use direct sales to sell travel agencies, and IntelliTravel pays us commissions to sell travel. Would you rather make the money? Would you rather make the money? So, thank you, timekeeper. So guys, now let's bring it home with network marketing. The richest people in the world look for and build networks. Everyone else looks for a job. Mm. Successful people look and build what? Because your network determines your what? Income. Your network determines your network. Now, here's where everybody misses it. It's in, it's in different names. You call it network marketing. It's called relationship marketing. It's called multi-level marketing, direct sales, person-to-person marketing. It's the same thing. But a lot of people get caught up in the title. It's using your network to share a service, a product, and exchange to get a customer. And getting a happy customer, they're gonna go get more customers. But you as a independent distributor have the ability to also recruit and train other people to go get customers. There's everybody following me. Mm -hmm. So, as we bring it home, what I want you to understand is this. Mr. Coughlin talked about these, so I'm not gonna really go over these guys. The benefits of network marketing, you don't need to work, you don't need to 